Yo, yo, what's good? It's your boy Exclusive Bush checking in. This time we're coming back to y'all with episode 13 of the Exclusive and Two Pump. You know what I'm saying? This time, you know what I'm saying? We cover a uh, general variety, like always. Starting off in the sports world, we had um, coaches from Cleveland Browns and the Cleveland Cavs getting fired, as well as uh, Le'Veon Bell holding out and quitting on the whole season with the Steelers. Also got into a little bit of the sports world with uh, the new Jimmy Butler trade, as well as Melo leaving. And uh, also talked a little bit about Floyd Mayweather and his um, new transition to the MMA fighting. Also, we covered a good bit of albums, starting off with uh, Metro Boomin, coming out of retirement from producing and dropping off his new album, as well as Takeoff, Swiss Beats, and uh, also got into the uh, Baby and his recent um, shooting and everything that's been going on around that, as well as his new tape. We also had a little discussion about uh, current rappers, how much we feel they should you know, really invest in their craft and what they believe they can do, as well as... A new uh, commercial for one of the local brands, Racism Die, here in South Carolina. Um, also got into a little conversation about LaMelo Ball and what BBB has been doing with Kanye West lately as well. And episode shout-outs as follows. Uh, so, yeah, y'all definitely stay tuned, man. Hope you enjoy episode 13 and a lot of great more content to come. I'm with a hero. Been with Nudie. See, man, when they all eat the Glock on tip dope, then we with Chevy. They already know it's not too many about the click dope. This shit been busy chasing up the paper, come and get me. Like I'm sick though, sipping plenty. We've been outside going in. Bang outside, I hang outside. Don't come out the house, click the gang outside. Bang outside, I hang outside. Don't come out the house, cause the gang outside. Bang outside, hang outside. Don't come out the house, cause the gang outside. Bang outside, hang outside. Don't come out the house, cause the gang outside. Thirteen, got my first strike, first strike. Glenwood Road, where they shite, nigga. Slaughter gang, so I keep an eye nigga. Yo, yo, yo. Back to another episode of Exclusive and Two Pump Podcast. I'm your host, Two Pump. Yo, yo, what's good? It's your boy, Exclusive Bush James, checking in on the mic. You know what I'm saying? For um, this is episode 13. Yeah, I want to say 13. Yeah, it is 13. 13. We hit 12 last. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because last time it was 12, and I was thinking it was um, I was thinking it was 13 last time when it was 12. I remember that now, yeah. We finally hit that lucky 13 number. Um, yeah, yeah. A couple okay. kickstarts for the episode, you know what I'm saying? Make sure you go check us out on um, check us out on Twitter. Um, at X and Two Pump Pod. Check us out on Insta, exclusive and Two Pump. Um, yeah, make sure you follow each of our personal handles, too. I'm on um, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Exclusive Bush. I'm on all the same platforms at Daryl underscore Hall. And make sure you follow our SoundCloud at Exclusive and Two Pump. Yeah, yeah. Follow the SoundCloud, um, Exclusive and Two Pump. Make sure you go to um, go to our Apple, well, not Apple Music, Apple Podcast app. The Apple Podcast app on iTunes. Subscribe to Exclusive and Two Pump. 
leave us a rating. Um, you can I, I think you can actually write a review on some episodes too if you want. So you can do all that. Leave feedback. You know, social so uh, show some love. You <laughs> Interact know with us. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely a fan of all that. Hey, bro, it's been a minute since we did a uh, podcast at night. You know, set the um, scene a little bit. You know, it's ten eleven Thursday night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it has been a little minute since. Well, nah, nah, the last episode we did at um, night. But before that, most of them was a little earlier. Well, nah, the last episode wasn't even. No, no, the last episode was probably like a little bit before yeah, this time. Cause we had probably up going out that night. Yeah. It was just dark outside, in my recollection. <laughs> but um, man, it's starting to get a little chilly outside. It's rainy season. Yeah, the weather has been shifting on us, and that's been getting... I don't know if y'all can hear it, but that's been getting me. I'm congested and whatnot. Yeah, um, bro. It's, I don't know. It's been a, a shift, but we ain't going to waste too much time with it before we get into it today. Um, I know we've been saying for a while we're going to make some transitions and all that, but um, we're going to really get into all that. Um, definitely this month, for real. And then... Um, Got some interviews coming. We ain't done none of those in a minute. Um, got some of that good stuff coming. Got something special planned for the end of the year, too. Our end of the year wrapped up, you know what I'm saying? We're going to do it real big like we did our first episode, but we're going to do it way bigger, you know what I'm saying? We're going to have uh, top five uh, album of the years. We're going to talk about uh, the best and worst social trends. Uh, social media stunts, best memes, all that type of shit. Y'all leave us uh, some suggestions and we'll make, make sure we talk about them on the uh, episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going ahead and getting into some of the, some of what's been going on recently. We're going to start it off. Um, I guess we're going to, yeah, we, we had the sports at the top of the list. Um, I don't even, I, we didn't even list it, but I, I can't even fail to, um, mention. I think we should start with it. The NBA, bro. I think they are about to get rid of Carmelo. I think they did get rid of Melo. No, no. The Rockets got rid of him, but oh, I think the, like I'm saying like the, the NBA, NBA as a whole. Yeah, I think that they they've been talking with the term blackballing him. I think it's just that this nigga is sorry, and the NBA is at a point where you know what I'm saying it's not it's it's a team that could definitely take him. And, um, it's a team that probably definitely would take him but I feel like the league is trying to get rid of him in a sense of like you know what I'm saying this is his third team in two seasons technically if you count the Hawks in there and then if you count the Knicks before that it's his fourth, se- fourth team in three seasons like, and if he joins another team this season it'll be his fifth team in three seasons I mean he has been bouncing around and then definitely with the uh, the Rockets move, I mean, looking at it from last year's season, like, the boys are doing pretty good around this time. But now, like, they got the same team, but they just have Melo on the team now. And they're not looking like the same team from last year. I mean, it's all. not looking the same, but they're only 10 games in. And that's where I want to know, like, how much, how much credit do you give to, okay, we're 10 games in and – Melo's not looking like um, he's not looking like the guy. You know what I'm saying? Do they have Melo coming off the bench or he's a starting player? Um, 
He's coming off the bench right now. Okay. And then he moved into the starting lineup for some of the games, but um I don't know I don't know where the disconnect is. It might be something with like the actual players and the staff instead of like it being actual mellow. So um, you don't think he's on his the latter side of his career? No, no, no. He's definitely on the back end. Close to the uh, close to the end. He's niggas been a scrub to me for a couple years. Yeah. But um he can still score and like that's just kind of value. But he don't he never played defense. The scoring now is like he just want to catch and pull stupid shit. Um, he hasn't had like a high scoring game in a while either. He just not. He just don't fit nowhere. His play style is like obsolete. The I, nigga is out of date. I feel like, like software. <laughs> antiquated, but no, nah, I feel like he since he's been on all these teams and the same the same results come from every situation he's in like I think it definitely is mellow like I think um, another way looking at it bro the situation too how it played out with him in the um him in the thunder they got him out of there quick um not as quick as the Rockets obviously he lasted a whole season but it was like okay the season's over we didn't accomplish what we wanted to accomplish what was the problem and they exterminated the problem pretty quick. Um, the Hawks was just a buyout, obviously, but still, like, I still count that as somewhere along your journey because somebody had to take your contract, buy you out, and all that. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're yeah. just doing a lot of bouncing around for no reason, dog, on the back end of his career, and I just don't see it. I don't know. Um, but I do think it's something in the NBA within, like, the GMs. Not necessarily saying, like, the GMs. I don't think they're all saying, like, fuck that nigga. But I think the GMs all collectively, or most of them do collectively realize that, like, his style of play, probably his ego in the locker room or his persona in the locker room just isn't going to mix well with the culture that teams are trying to build these days. Yeah, definitely. Um, And also in the NBA, too, speaking of, like, the culture teams are trying to build, I'm really confused. With this Jimmy Butler trade and him going to the 76ers, how the fuck, as a player, are you supposed to look at, like, the way he was just doing all his teammates in Minnesota? How am I supposed to look at Jimmy and be like, oh, like, this seems like a teammate that I'm going to, like, enjoy? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like Jimmy's main thing was he didn't want to be with the Timberwolves. Like, he didn't want to – like, he made it – clear that he didn't want to be with the Knicks. I mean, I feel like, well, I mean, I really can't tell from looking now, but it seems like he may be happier with the Sixers. I mean, they look like they had some some nice chemistry going on the other night, but I don't know. I mean, it might be too early to tell. They they had some, some flashes of some nice chemistry, and I mean, they had some flashes of some, some mishaps, too. I think it is too early to tell, but he was in Minnesota for a while before it all fell apart to him, and it was like, let me start complaining, and yada, yada. So he could end up in Philadelphia for a minute, and then, oh, we not winning no more, you know what I'm saying, and B, not coming to work out, or whoever, Benson, maybe he don't want to, you know, get some extra grind in here and there, and like, 
now this nigga's not satisfied again. Yeah. Now this nigga is like, you know what I'm saying? And then I, ah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one because once you have a cancer in the locker room, it's hard to get rid of. With the Steelers, we got lucky. Our cancer yeah. just quit. <laughs> but. Y'all yeah, didn't have to do too much work with that one. Speaking, yeah, speaking of which, um, as far as the. Um, it's a cold. As far as the um, Steelers go. That shit, Le'Veon Bell quitting on the team is wild to me, bro. Amidst the whole thing, like, um, episode 11, I had recorded it. At the beginning of that episode, I was saying we started out 1-2-1 one, and, one, and was looking real bad. And then come along the way, and um, five-game winning streak, no Le'Veon. This nigga comes to Pittsburgh to just go to the gym and play basketball. And make the news report about him. Doesn't come to the game. Doesn't come to practice. It's like he's just he was making himself a distraction all season, knowingly. Man, he's just been teasing y'all the entire season just to just to do nothing, just to quit. He knew he was gonna do that shit all along, bro. He was just fucking with y'all the entire time, playing with y'all's emotions. I think. Um, I think in an odd way, he's getting some type of satisfaction out of that. Like, we didn't pay him, so this is, what, the best he can do to... Honestly, he's hurting himself more than you know. Like, at this point, his trade his trade stock's going down. That nigga, nobody wants him. Or, I don't know if anybody wants him, but I feel like he's going he's gonna to get picked up. But, like I said, that nigga's hurting himself. What he's hurting y'all. I mean, yeah, I'm well yeah, he's hurting himself. In reality he could get franchise tagged again and then sit out another year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's he's assuming that he's about to go into free agency and all that and then okay, boom, you go into free agency. Are you guaranteed this money? Uh no. <laughs> and um but not only are you not guaranteed the money, but you're not going to get that money back that you lost either. Yeah. Because call it what you want, he was the highest paid running back in the league, underpaid or not. So, highest paid running back in the league, and you was about to get 14.2 mil this year, guaranteed. And you just passed that up. That's crazy. Wouldn't enough. That's crazy, bro. Um, but moving on from the Steelers, though, because there's a little bit of other stuff going on in the NFL. Um, really not even just necessarily the NFL. And Cleveland as a city, Ohio as a state, has a good bit going on. Um, the, the Browns fired their coach. Cavs um, fired their coach, too. Yeah, Talu. And they got out of there. LeBron gone and that nigga couldn't win and they got him on out of there real quick. It was on a um, six game losing streak. They was losing games by at least twenty points. I don't. I think they only got one win in the season still. I don't. The culture of the Cavs. This is how. It's, it, I mean, it was like this after LeBron left the first time. They had went on like a twenty five game losing streak at some point that season. 
So, uh, that being said, it's not too surprising. Um, Hugh Jackson being out, too, is not too surprising. I mean, the Browns suck. They got talent this year on the squad. They got rookies. They got um, other guys that they signed in free agency, guys that they acquired through trade. It's no excuse to be losing some of these games, even if I'm the Browns. Some of those games that they lost this season in overtime yeah. should not have been lost. I mean, it took some time, though, because Hugh Jackson acquired the Browns, like, with a bunch of holes in the roster. And, he, you know, he slowly rebuilt. But the the record that he had, like, 30, or 3, 36-1 as his, like, total record wins and losses, like, that shit's ridiculous. As a coach, that's all you can do and in three years. already has another job. Yeah, he's, he's going to the Bengals, and the boy's doing actually pretty good this year. No. What are they, 5 and five and 6? No, or 6 somewhere, and 5? They are somewhere around, like, right around middle road, but they're not going to do nothing in the postseason. They're not going to make, well, actually, for the Bengals, yeah. That is pretty straight, then. Yeah. This is not sorry for them. It's just not the best. A lot of teams in professional sports get stuck in, like, an area like a team like the Bengals is at, though. You have – they got Andy Dalton, A.J. Green. You got, like, some cornerstone pieces, and them cornerstone pieces just ain't enough to get you over the hump. That's where a lot of professional teams get stuck at. Yeah. But – um. Even outside of the Browns and the Cavs, you got LaMelo Ball, too, going to um, going back to high school basketball in Ohio. And um, I saw they said, um, he, I mean, he, he had 21 points in his first game back. And you got to understand that, like, high school is um, shorter game time. It's 32 minutes. He's been playing 48-minute games in pro ball, so, like, that's 16 less minutes of game time, so he's going to have less points, you know what I'm saying? So 21 is actually pretty straight for a first high school game back. Um, I saw a lot of teams are taking them off the schedule, a lot of the prep schools, like Oak Hill, wow. for instance. Um, That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas are really shook by this man. Um, I mean, he's like that. Oak Hill wasn't the only team so far that's taking them off. It was a couple other schools on the list. Or on their schedule, they had decided to take them off. Oak Hill was just really notable because they got Cole Anthony, mm-hmm. another um, top recruiter, whatever. This is senior this year, and that was going to be a matchup. Hey, Isn't Lamello. the team that uh, Lamelo on? Don't they have like a lot, of, a couple top recruits? Yeah, yeah. What's that? A uh, seven seven nigga's name? Isn't he uh, a top recruit or some shit? He's not like a top top recruit, but he's like still a top prospect somewhere up there. And um, I mean, he's seven seven class. I don't know his name though. He's foreign. I don't know his name, but yeah, I do know he's getting like some notoriety and all that. And there's some other niggas at that school too. Um, I think they got a couple four-star athletes on the team as well. So it's not, I mean, it's a prep school, you know what I'm saying? It's not like he's playing with some scrubs or nothing like that. Um, I don't know. It should work out for him. I do like the move. Him going to play pro ball for like a year and then being able to come back to high school not miss a year at school technically like he's still gonna graduate with his right class he's gonna be able to show the prospects everything he can do like that shit is gonna be a nice move for him um what's jello doing i don't think that nigga doing nothing is he playing uh jba yeah he's still playing jba is doing the usa team over and overseas 
in like Lithuania, I think. Maybe somewhere else. Yeah. That nigga's um, just been off the radar. I haven't heard much of anything from him. He's been playing JBA. I don't know yeah. how, how that's been working out for him, but he's been playing JBA. I do know that. Um, something to keep him going, man, because he can't give up. Can't give up when you got Melo and Zoe as brothers. But, um, any more in the sport? Oh. Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. Can't forget about Money May. Man, this nigga's trying to cross over in the MMA. Like, I I like what he's doing. Like, he, he mastered his craft, the boxing ring. So, he's, you know, crossing over to other rings, testing his talents. I fuck with that. I can fuck with it, too. Um... With Connor having, like, taken that big step and came over to boxing, talking all that trash and stuff like that, I was real, you know, questioning about Floyd and if he was really going to be with the whole, um, the whole idea of coming to get an octagon. When he was talking trash, like, I'll get an octagon, and you know what I'm saying? I do like that he's not going straight to the octagon. I like that he's just going to do, like, some other little MMA events, you know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, he's not going big boy with it yet. He just he's starting out on a little smaller stage. You know what I'm saying? Because if if somebody like Floyd hops in with Conor McGregor, Khabib, Anderson Silva, and the list goes on of MMA niggas that will whip his ass. Yeah, but it's not like this MMA fight is not like a traditional M- MMA fight. There's like limitations. It's like no kicking, like shit like that. Um, apparently Floyd he he did a one eighty on the whole fight thing at first and he completely disagreed with the fight. He act like he didn't uh, agree with it at all until like they started talking about these limitations, I guess. I don't know. I feel like he might have been shook a little bit because of the uh the kicking and shit. But um as soon as they came to those the agreement of those limitations, he uh, decided to go on with the fight. I know I've seen like a lot of uh, speculation about uh, him doing this fight as like a money move because apparently there's supposed to be like a huge payout. But I feel like at this point in Floyd's career, he's he's, he's paid. Nah, hell no. Nah. Don't ever believe that these niggas are paid. It'd be a lot of these niggas. Out I mean, here. a lot of these niggas you be flogging. They should have. You, but, they should have this and that. They should, but for some reason, like, they don't have the money that you, like, you can account for the money that they've made, but them niggas be spending that shit somehow. I don't know, but Floyd strikes me as the type of nigga, it would not surprise me if that nigga was going broke. I don't know. can barely read. Shit. I mean, he can barely read, but look how far he's gotten, though. Mean. I mean, I see what you're saying. Look how far he's gotten, but look at his actual accomplishments. Like his, how far he's gotten is just like box, box, beat some niggas' ass. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like I mean, I'm that talking shit about him. Him, like, I mean, niggas are punching him in the head. Like this nigga getting dumber, <laughs> dumber every fight. Like it would not surprise me if that nigga was gone, bro. Apparently, he's, he, had, he had some kind of asset management going on. <laughs> I um, mean, yeah, he got money to buy, like, accountants and all that shit. Yeah. Like, it, but still, like, even with all those accountants, like, something can Somebody still Somebody can't fuck the money up. Like, 
don't know. That uh, that nigga is like forty years old. You, you know remember what I'm that eighteen million dollar watch he bought earlier this year? No, I don't. What the fuck? You didn't see that shit? No, bro. <laughs> I gotta show you this. That's dude. the type of shit though. Like, but apparently, that's an <laughs> asset that you can know liquidate and all that other shit. It holds its value. I forgot what type of watch it was, but it's not no regular regular Rolly or nothing like that. Man, that's just. Uh, I mean, when you make that much money, fuck it. Go ahead, buy an eighteen million dollar watch. But at the same time, like, come on, bro. We all have know. some common sense. Yeah, we all know you don't need that. This shit. Bruh. Ice out. Like, that shit is ridiculous, but, like, damn. This shit's kind of clean. So he was using that to say, like, my watch is more than 50 cent net worth? I guess. Him and 50 still got this beef going on? Them niggas never gonna let that shit die. Them niggas been going at it for years. beefing with the wrong nigga. Imagine beefing with a nigga that got hands. I mean, I remember uh, hearing 50 Cent talk about them niggas actually getting into a little fight. And he said, Floyd punched him. And he didn't do, do nothing back. I don't know what that means. I didn't know whether like he just <laughs> did that shit out of respect or what the fuck. Out of respect. But cause. tell, like, bro, let me tell you. If a nigga ever hit me, expect to get hit back. But I mean, Floyd. Fifty Cent kind of huge though. Fifty Cent big, bro. The size matter in that fight, bro. All you gotta do is hit that nigga one good time. You're not no ring. You're not your ring. This is this is Floyd. That nigga a defensive fighter now. You think a street nigga like Fifty is going? Fifty Cent used to box. You don't remember that shit. That nigga, used to, that nigga used to be a This uh, is the champ. This is glove. the champ. He's 50. <laughs> this nigga used to be a golden glove fighter. Like, don't, 50 ain't no slouch or nothing like that. This nigga old now, dog. He probably out of shape. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga, you think he gonna get one on the champ? Shit, he might. Hey, bro. Never say never. <laughs> I wouldn't Shit. say never. Bro, I, bro. I think he can uh, get at least one or two. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Floyd be weaving now. When they be slowing them fights down in slow mo, that nigga be weaving. Yeah, that weaving, crazy. Weaving, dog. I don't know. I don't think I would waste my time swinging. If if Floyd hit me, I wouldn't. I'm saying I wouldn't hit him back. One because that nigga would be my ass. But like on some real shit, if I swing, bro, that is is probably gonna get dodged. I might get hit with a counter. Yeah. It just once you miss. Interest. You expose your whole body. Facts. That ain't gonna eat your ass up, bro. Facts. That's not the move. (laughs) For real. Moving on, transitioning a little bit uh, to the music world. Super producer Metro Boomin came out the cut for his uh, album, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. And that shit was so hard, bro. So hard. I think. I think the best part about the whole like the whole album thing with Metro is that he um he can do that. He can be a producer now and just be his own artist as a producer. Yeah. Um, a lot of producers are just you know brushed under the rug nowadays, and Metro has set a stage for himself and set the way 
And like Metro's been in the game for a while, bro. Oh, I mean a while. This nigga used to fuck with OJ Ju- OJ the Deuce Man back in the day, like in like oh eight, oh nine type shit, producing. I know he's been um he's been active in music for a while, but just his come up in general, like being not not saying like he got here quick or long, just the stage that he's reached, like the level that he's reached of stardom as a producer is it's trackless. He got so many. It's hits other on producers his belt. that could do something like how he did, but him like he, his album just went number one on Billboard. You know what I'm saying? A yeah. producer, he don't have to spit no bars. He just make the beats and get niggas to get on them. And he's not just making the beats and getting niggas to get on them. He's making the beats and like he's putting this shit together. You know what I'm like saying? Like, these beats are the songs, crafted for these rappers the that are beats, on yeah. this album, bro. Like, he caters, tailored he caters to, to the their team. sound. Um, almost as if he probably makes a beat and is like, oh, yeah, I got to call this nigga 21. Like, I got to call this nigga Trav. Like, and even some of the, the Gunna and... I feel like Gunna and Young Thug are so similar that, like, they could probably hop on the same type beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, even something that he whip up with that. Like, um... It's just it just flows so well with the the um, transitions of the beats, not just the transitions, but like the artists, like how it goes from um, from some Travis Scott to some Twenty One, and then you got like the melodic songs. You know what I'm saying? Some Gunna in there, some Gunna and Thug collabs. You got Sway. You got Sway dog. singing. You got some foreign shit in there. Which it was one of these songs in here where it was a nigga singing some foreign stuff. I think it was only you. Yeah, or Bar Love, one of the two. You got old songs in there. Um, no complaints. Yeah, Travis and Twenty One. I feel like had the um, Travis and Twenty One probably had the highlight songs. Yeah, uh, Metro bought the best out of these boys on this project. Um, the song Overdue. Well, first of all, like the album started with a song with Gucci Man, um, 10 a.m. slash Save the World. That shit was fire, and then transitioned into that overdue, like with Travis Scott. He rides the beat perfectly. And then at the end of the song, like 21, you hear 21 Adler. I thought 21 was about to jump on the song, but it's transitioned into a whole nother song, and it's um, don't come out the house, and like that that transition right there, that shit was perfect. Perfect. That shit, um, that transition kind of like set the tone too for me. If you like listening to the album, because yeah, the Gucci shit, like it being the intro, is kind of like it's not like uppity, so it's not gonna get you like just all excited per se. Because it's still it's it's a good song, but kind of warm like, up. Yeah, it is a warm up. Yeah, that's that's a good word for it. And then uh, overdue with Travis Scott, kind of like still is in that warm-up stage and then towards the end of that song is where you start feeling that energy like around the like the two minute mark maybe or maybe like a minute left it starts switching and then when 21 come in on that shit and then start whispering and then go back to regular rap dog <laughs> oh it's a rap it's a rap you're gonna catch me in the car beating 808's going dumb and speaking of speaking of eight oh eights going dumb, um, fucking I I don't know if it's like the producers or whoever's mixing and mastering this shit, but this blank blank tape by the baby, 
Oh, does yeah. it sound like does it sound like it's beat into you? Like, oh yeah, definitely. Um, I was listening to my beats and there's just like a crazy amount of bass. As soon as I turn it on, like the first song, next song, it that song be thumping. Like, man, the baby had a great a, a solid tape too, bro. Was this um? Yeah, up and down. This is this is his second tape of the year. Second tape of two thousand eighteen. Um. But that nigga been rapping for a minute. He got a couple yeah. tapes, so. But he he just now starting to really really come up and like, not to play like, a role of the feds, but like you know what I'm saying. Of course, well not of course. Everybody probably don't know because I really don't know who all still listen to the pod on some real shit. I be talking to people and like, they be tuning in, but like, I don't be remembering everybody. Everybody. <laughs> if I talk to you and like I know you. Then I know you really be listening. But I try to keep up with just like, you know what I'm saying, who listening to. But anyways, just for the people that don't know, you know what I'm saying, the baby did get into a whole little spill in Walmart. Um, Two niggas try to run up on him and his family, and he knocked one dead. Yeah, he he ended up, he, he's not in jail right now. He is free. He did get arrested, but he was released. And he took to his um, Instagram story to basically set the story straight. But like he was in the he was in Walmart with his baby mama, and then he got like a little kid. I think he said one was five, one was like nine months, something yeah. like that. Two little kids, and somebody ran up and tried to rob him. They got to fighting in Walmart, and then that just ended in him having to shoot the man. Yeah, and he sounded really apologetic about it. He wasn't trying to like brag or nothing like that. Like he felt like he was some boss man about it but he did feel like he just had to be like protected yeah, he just felt like he did what he had to do protect his family um i've seen like some media's uh some media platforms trying to make the story like just turn it like totally negative um it was like one of the headlines i seen was like uh charlotte rapper the baby kills teen and some other shit like that try to make it like look maybe way worse than it was but they always gonna try to like Try to paint the image yeah. that way. But, I mean, he killed the nigga. We, and that's another thing. I, I actually appreciate him for that. His streams went up after killing the nigga. And I, I, as a fan, appreciate that I know you was not capping in your music for years prior to this. <laughs> like Every time I listen to that nigga now, I know he's not capping. He said, he just dropped a music video for the song No Tears, and he said... In no tears, I was telling y'all boys. He said, "Any nigga try me, catch a body like Boosie. Try me, I'm shooting." He said that in that song, the the tape came out like days, like five days maybe before the shooting, and no tears was on the tape. So that song was clear as day for whoever tried to rob him. Obviously, wasn't believing the tape or just didn't hear it because like they, must have, they didn't know. Yeah, it was sleep. I appreciate it. he he dropped a music video for No Tears and dedicated it to um you know everybody lost and gun violence and all that, and he got a couple clips in the video of like news broadcasts from what they were saying about you know some chaos in the Walmart and like he ain't even on no menace to society shit but like I kill a nigga over my family I don't even I have no kids but like I kill a nigga over my kids I mean it's the principle I want my dad to kill somebody over me it is the principle. A nigga, if a nigga got a gun at my kid, and I got a gun on my waist, 
how you think this story gonna play out? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, shooting for real. But um, for those of you out there, because the baby is still like, you know what I'm saying, an up and coming artist. I keep forgetting that. Um, He's definitely gaining some traction though. Yeah, uh, a rapper locally from Charlotte area, um, Charlotte about an hour from the Met, North Carolina, whatever. Um, y'all might as well get on the way. The baby, formerly known as uh, Baby Jesus, that's D A, baby. A lot of people, I be and I, <laughs> I gotta stop. Um, I gotta stop calling him baby, like, and even when I say the baby, like, I mean, people, it's abbreviation. You know people I mean? still be thinking that I'm talking about little baby. I'm just nah. like, no, chill, like little baby five. Duh, baby, not yeah. little baby. Duh, baby. Yeah, I'm talking about the baby, the baby, the baby, the baby. But, oh yeah, but um, we forgot to mention. Uh, yeah, he broke uh, Apple Music. Uh, was it Billboard charts? However you fuck you would say it. Was it charts? No. Oh, I did say that. You um, did? I, well, I might not have. I thought he. I don't think he did. I don't know if I said the numbers, but um, I think he peaked in the all genres somewhere in the thirties. It was twenty six. He peaked at twenty. No, that was the hip hop charts. Oh, right, right, yeah. That was the hip hop charts. Um, but I don't. I don't even. I don't think he peaked at twenty six either. I think it went up a little bit too in that one, after we was looking at it. But um, that's a big statement for an independent artist. An independent local locally based artist. Like we got to get that really straight. Like you got to reiterate that every time. There's other artists out here right now that's really sh- like they're well known and struggling to get. You know what I'm saying? To get on charts. To get on top charts. To top those charts. Like, it's crazy. Actually. Um, <laughs> even like, for instance, Lonzo. Lonzo got a good following base and fans and all that. But when his album dropped, like, I'm pretty sure he didn't touch Apple Music Top 50 with his streaming. Jeez. And just off... Um, well, no, no, no. I'm tripping. Hell no, I'm tripping. That nigga definitely did. Yeah, I was touch. about to say, I'm surprised because he didn't stay. That's what I meant to. That's what I meant to get into. He he didn't have that longevity with it. Um, the amount of all the hype they had, the ball family, like <laughs> nah. Because I, I do remember now for sure. I definitely media, saw him. So for sure, he slid in there for some time. Just off like it being, you know, new, new and getting clicks and all that. But the longevity of it was what I wanted to. Was what I wanted to stress. Because he dropped that shit around the same time Gunna had dropped Drip Season 3. Um, that's what I remember. Because it was right up there around Drip Season 3. You still playing? At the time. You still playing any of that, though? Oh, I am still playing it sometimes. It's a different <laughs> feel of rap. Like, I think that's why I'm still playing it sometimes. Like, that nigga is just. I mean, a it's different. nigga just chilling. Yeah, it's not no trap shit. Yeah. Like, you're not. It's just some He's some flexing flex a little shit. bit. Yeah, some flex shit. It ain't no, you know, typical rap shit. Yeah. yeah. Same thing when I be like, I listen to D-Lil rap a little bit. And like, same thing when I listen to that nigga. It's just like, I listen to that nigga on some like, let me focus and get like my mind right type shit. Um, What other albums was it that dropped? Takeoff's album dropped. Um, and that album actually, um, of course they're going to compare it to Quay. I think it's actually better than Quay's album. Um, it is, it is. I'm hoping that since Offset is last, he'll be the best. Because Takeoff, even though Takeoff is better than Quavo's, 
it's still not completely it for me. It's yeah, I still, thought it, I thought it was gonna have more, you know, fire on it. Like it's thought, fire, but it's not fire. Like it's cool, but I expect a little more. I needed some no label shit. I needed some, you know, intruder shit. Like, I mean, it has some great songs on here. Don't get me wrong. Honestly, most of the songs is like repeatable. I like. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I'm looking at it now. Vacation is it's straight, but I don't really like that one, so I am skipping that one. But the first, the first one through eight, is pretty straight. Um, and I do like the ending. I don't like it's like. Really, just like two or three songs on here that I'm probably skipping. Bruce Wayne is probably my least favorite, but I actually dig Bruce Wayne a little bit. Everything else is pretty straight. I don't really like like it's not one of the ones I'm clicking, but I do dig it a little bit. Infatuation, I think that's probably one of my favorite songs. It's a little vibe. Yeah, I do appreciate take on yeah. branching out a little bit and trying something different with his with his self. Um. But I don't know. Just overall, I'm satisfied with what Takeoff was able to do as a solo artist because even though I don't feel like it's as good as he could have done, I do like I do feel like from what people probably expected from him, I do feel like he probably exceeded a lot of people's expectations. Yeah. So people really um, were sleeping on him. People thought he was the worst Migo, I guess you could say. But I mean, I guess this take could um, prove otherwise with some people. Makes yeah. a thousand believers. Yeah. Um. Also, um, it was that Swiss Beats project. I keep burping, dog. I'm over here sipping on this cup. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, Swiss Beats uh, dropped his uh, second studio album. Swiss Beats, he's been in the uh, music game for a while. He's produced for um some of the most notable uh, rappers. He's produced for DMX, uh, uh, Talib Kweli. Um, Lisa Keys, like a lot of different rappers, but he dropped his uh second studio album. It was a short, rather short album. It was ten songs, thirty three minutes. Yeah, he had some great features on here too, bro. Um, I don't know if he peeped, but uh, he had Two Chains, Thug, Pusha T. He had a Nas feature up there, Jim Jones. The Two Chains feature the best one. Yeah, that and uh, Pusha, that was pretty straight. Pistol on my side, that was cool. And um I fuck with that come again with uh gigs. I'm starting to get into that uh that oh, British grunge rap. That shit is kinda hard. Gigs and uh Skepta and all them boys, shout out. Them no. niggas that shit growing on me a little bit. No. <laughs> I'm still not getting down with that wave. Oh my god. That I shit. just can't get down with it, bro. <laughs> I, it's straight don't get me wrong them niggas be spitting sometimes but like Wanna Know that song Drake dropped last year mm. or actually that shit dropped in like 2016 I think um, towards the end of 2016 but that's like the only that's the only British rap I can get into and I don't even know why I like that one so much, but that's the only one so far that's been like dope for me. But as far as the Swiss project goes, I think I think it's just because I'm really more familiar with these two as an artist. But I do like the two chains and the two chains and Young Thug um songs the best. Mm-hmm. Nas, 
Uh, I don't know why that one has the star next to it because that nigga Nas is really whack. See, 2000, 2015, and this is wait. I didn't. I didn't want to be the one to say it. That nigga, I'll say it because look, the way I see it, bro, the young heads. Is that even a term? The young heads. You can coin the term. Okay, the young heads. Them niggas is gonna listen to the old head music and be like, like this nigga was five back in the day. <laughs> like nah, he was the top of the rap game. He was win. Like you know what I'm saying? Like imagine if Lil Wayne ten years from now is putting out some whack ass projects, bro. Like it, it, this project is good for the old heads. I feel like, um. But yeah, like with some of these older rappers that people tend to call legendary or giving these these big this big notoriety, like I don't know, I really don't see the legendary status with some of these rappers, dog. I just I just don't see it. I mean, it, he he has some bars. Gas a lot of niggas, bro. He has some bars, but. How many niggas from our generation right now do you think people would say are legendary? Actually, we had this conversation one time in the group chat. In the, um, the A43 chat. Them niggas was talking crazy. I think they said Cole was legendary right now. Yeah. You ain't legendary. Yet, You're not. I, w- I wouldn't say you were legendary unless you contributed something to the rap game. You made a change. You evoke some type of emotion and made a difference or something of that sort. Cole, I say he's not legendary. I'm about to start a whole another topic if I go into this, but I just say he's not legendary simply because like, even though his flow is still cool and different from a lot of niggas, it's something that can be easily emulated, has been easily emulated. He tells us verbatim where he gets his inspiration from in his rap, who he used to listen to growing up. We can clearly hear his inspirations and things like that in his rap. He Some of his inspirations are people that we look at as visionaries, legends, whatever, in the rap game. Yeah. So that all being said, I just am not going to take Cole and be like, oh, now nah, this nigga is legendary for... Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's not... That's a, that's just the plain gist of what he's doing so far. If we looking at actual accolades, this nigga don't have no awards and shit like that to show me he's legendary. Yeah. Time comes to an end. What kind of hardware do you have to show me for? Nigga, you ever got album of the year? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's, that's some real shit, though. I don't want to. I, I hate that I had to single him out just now too. That was that was just the first example because that's a clear example of niggas saying he's so legendary and blah blah blah. But like, no, this niggas is damn near regular. <laughs> like, um, moving on though, because it is a little bit more in the music that we can't fail to leave out. Um, what's this talk that um, was going on about? Biebs. Oh yeah. Um, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago, uh, Justin Bieber, he his car broke down in like the hood of uh, Los Angeles, and like he was just chilling with the niggas in the community. Um, in the video, like they have him doing like a crackhead relay, basically. Like they have this nigga doing like dancing, doing fucking push ups, playing basketball, like 
They they just pretty much having a time with this nigga like while he's in the hood. Like looking looking at the video, like it brought me it brought some questions in my mind, like, why was this nigga in the hood? Like, what was you doing there? I feel like that nigga's probably trying to get some drugs or some shit, but that's that's none of my business. <laughs> but anyways, like they just had this nigga going through like some type of crackhead Olympics type shit while he was out there abandoned. I mean, I hate to be stereotypical. But like a white boy in the hood, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I I don't know about like everybody else, but like I'm from Florence, and like it's a rich white side, and then it's the hood. Like some of them white boys dead ass go to the hood and cop gas and all that, or hit the bootleggers, and like them boys don't be over there in the streets. Yeah, them boys come and get they they get their drugs get they and they, they dip skedaddle. So, like, a white boy in the hood, just stereotypical, and for me, just personally, like, seeing it, like, they coming for some drugs. Yeah. Like, they're not over here. I mean, but I feel here. like Justin Bieber's at the status where, like, he doesn't even have to buy his own drugs. He can get somebody else to buy his drugs. Like, why are you again, going to the trap house yourself? Again, you expect these niggas <laughs> that got money and is famous to be... Like, you expect them to move differently. You expect them to have everything in order and all together like this, bro. But, and just think about it, DJ. A nigga like Justin Bieber, if he has an accountant and all this shit, you think his accountant is going to be cool if he just like, well, every month they sit down and run through his finances. Well, Justin, you spent like 65% of your monthly income on crack. Like, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that nigga's gonna be like, cut it back, bro. Hell yeah. Now he gonna have to be like, dog, I gotta go get this shit myself so my accountant and all these niggas don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that, that does make sense, though. There's a lot of little shit that can just, they can just pile up into it and have that nigga out there in the hood <laughs> getting his own gas, dope, whatever. So, I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me, though, because there's a lot of these celebrities, especially the ones that pop off when they're young. I yeah, I see that a lot with like a lot of the Disney Channel stars. Yeah, and, uh, I don't know if people want to acknowledge that, but a lot of these niggas that pop off as teenagers, when they like fourteen, they they end up going left by the time they're twenty two. For real, I don't know. I think it's just Disney Channel because I've never, I really haven't seen any any other childhood network star besides Disney Channel stars cracking up like that. I don't see Drake and Josh, you know, out here wild and doing fucking drugs and tweaking in public like hey bro I don't I don't know if you, I gotta show you this video of uh, Orlando Brown but this nigga was walking barefoot with a box of wine in this uh, man's neighborhood and the man come up to him was like trying to talk to him trying to show him love and all that shit and basically Orlando Brown was just talking shit and the man was like alright bro since you wanna do me like that I'm about to expose you and nigga just started he turned the camera on him he was like you a bum you a bum. He's like, look at you. You walking barefoot. You a bum. <laughs> and then he just started geeking on him. That shit. I, I did hear Orlando Brown was... Um, he was in rehab for a little minute, though. I heard he was on some nut shit. He checked himself in, but... Shit didn't... I don't know what's going on with these niggas. You got Demi Lovato. She had overdose. Heroin. Um, Miley Cyrus is... She didn't overdose, but like she went through her whole phase. I mean, she looks she a little like, better now. She, yeah, no, Molly Cyrus is getting herself together now, but still, you know what I'm saying? She definitely went through her phase. Um, 
Who else was it from Disney Channel that was wildin'? Raven? Oh, yeah, Raven was wildin'. The Still nigga is. from uh, Corey in the House. Uh, what's that nigga name? Kyle, Kyle Massey? Yeah. yeah. Um, Zach and Cody actually haven't been wildin'. Them I'm boys surprised. still been, um, nah, them boys been getting right. Still acting. I think one of them, like a photographer or some shit like that. I, I actually wouldn't know that. I know one of them was still in Riverdale, though. I think it was Dylan, the one that played Cody. Oh, word. Um, yeah, he's, his role in Riverdale was pretty straight. And I'm um, I'm pretty sure the other one that played Zach, I think that was Cole. I'm pretty sure he's still in the acting and all that, too. But, um, any more music? Oh, yeah, I did want to mention um, Smino's album. Smino's album was pretty dope up and down. Um. You gotta you gotta be into the whole melodic R and B type vibe to get down with Smino. And the niggas, um the nigga Cam actually just put me on this nigga on Twitter the other the other week. And I went and listened to like his old album, um what's it is it called? Black Sun? Yeah, Black Swan. Black Swan, yeah, Black Swan. Um and it was just I don't know, it's he understands cohesiveness so well. How we were saying Metro has those transitions in his beats. Smino understands the cohesiveness with his own albums where his beats are running well, but his voice is actually running in tune with the songs through the end and through the beginning. And it just sounds, like, beautiful. So um, I couldn't fail to mention that one. I had to remember. I see everybody is bumping that new Ariana Grande. I don't know if I'm too big on it. She dropped the album or? It's a single. Oh, word. Fuck that hoe. <laughs> um, sheesh. Um, I did want to talk too, just in general, about um, some of the up and coming artists that oh yeah be they be wanting to work, and not even just me, because niggas have hit my line trying to work. Um. But especially some of the other people that's actually doing like paid services and things like that. Um, I just think it's really like important for um, not even just the artist, but anybody that's really into the whole creative aspect to really like take some time and think about like what you're doing and like push that. And like if you really want to do it, you got to be able to like invest in yourself. And like a lot of people think that like all the aspects of like everything around it come free. But, like, um, I saw a couple of people was talking about it on Instagram just the other day. Like, why do y'all think that y'all going to get, you know what I'm saying, top-notch quality sounding songs without top-notch quality, you know what I'm saying, effort and resources into that? And investing in yourself doesn't even, like, stri- doesn't even strictly mean monetary-wise, like, time. Like, you have to invest time and effort in your craft to perfect it. You can't you can't walk around here at half ass and putting this whack ass shit out and expecting to get on like you gotta work, That's grind, big. do your research. That's big facts because a lot of niggas really be thinking too that um like how you saying it was a time and effort thing like that it's just gonna come quick or come overnight and like the grind don't come overnight and it don't come quick it don't just appear like. That shit is a process. Like like they've been saying with the seventy sixers, trust the process. Like Facts. you gotta and you can't just trust the process. You gotta make sure you like 
diligently working in the process too like even like i said outside of just me like and outside of the music realm people well i don't want to necessarily say outside of the music realm because especially in the music realm right now is where you need to be making sure you're investing i mean i feel like it's uh applicable in real life too just I mean, yeah, it's applicable. Oh, yeah, it's applicable to every situation. Every situation, whatever you but, want to do, yeah. you got to spend money to make money. That's just plain and simple. Facts. Plain and simple. It's just right now. I'm mainly. I'm not trying to get at everybody. I'm really talking to the people in the music because you're just not gonna make it not spending money. Plain and simple. People think that you're just gonna start <laughs> rapping, and cause you can. It's a lot of niggas that can rap. Understand that that talent. Is not scarce no more in this day and age. There's a lot of niggas who can't rap but can still make songs. There's a lot of niggas who can't rap and can't make songs but still do that shit and make something that sounds good. So, like, you just got to understand that, like, if you about to be like, oh, I want to get in front of a mic and make music, that, like, it's not even about your skill and what you can do and, like, oh, you good at making music. It's, like... 80% 80% of that shit is gonna be, like, the effort you put into the music and getting that shit distributed and, like, spreading your word. Yeah. Like, it's as simple as that. Motherfucking 6 9 fucking Gunna and Lil Baby and Yachty and actually all these, Cardi too, all these, all these young niggas, niggas. they just, they, they, they are rapping about something. But they are the face of this whole, like, mumble rap type age. Like, these niggas, they, they saying something, but it's not like they doing too, too much on the beat. Like, I don't know. It's too, it's too easy. Especially with, like, um, with platforms too these days, like SoundCloud and Apple Music and Spotify. You can get your music on, and Spinrilla too, you can get your music on all four of those. Just like, yeah. Just like that. The days music. of passing out CDs and burning CDs and tapes and all that shit. That shit over. It's so easy to put your music and post your music and get a buzz nowadays. Well, not get a buzz. It's kind of hard to get a following, but it's so easy to just put your shit out there. Yeah, exactly. You just got to do it. Um, it's just the initiative to want to. Simple That's as it. that. If you have a job, a regular hourly wage job and get paid every two weeks, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to... Um, to rap there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to fund a rap career this nigga Icy said uh, the other day he said um, you can't afford to buy beats and you don't need to be rapping like and I yeah. felt that shit I feel it and the way I say the way I say everything you do in life like always go to cheap route when you start out just cause you don't know how heavily invested you are gonna be so like niggas that wanna start out rapping yeah get you some YouTube beats you know what I'm saying see how those YouTube beats do you with maybe a few songs, maybe a tape, you know what I'm saying? Ride that wave. But how Icy was saying, and it's true, you can't rap forever off YouTube beats. Hey, you got to move on. Yeah, eventually as a rapper, you got to find you some producers, work with these niggas. Like, and if you can't buy the beats or just get the producer or however connects where you want to get it, like if you can't do all that shit, then yeah. Like, after a while, get back shit. to a nine to five, my nigga. Yeah. It's just- once I said a nine to five, whatever type of job you working, if you're trying to save up for some beats, save up for some music, like save up for some studio time, you can do all that. You can save up for a music video. You can save up for everything you need. You can save up for a promo package for that blog. You can save up for all that. So 
It's just that want to, the drive. Yeah, a lot of people feel like they put the money into it and just because they don't see the... Immediate results? Yeah, they don't see the immediate results or feel the immediate effect. Like, they just feel like, oh, I, I just bought this studio session. I'm supposed to have clout. Like, I don't want to think that. Motherfuckers in 2018 got life so fucking backwards. You have to fucking put it's time like they feel into like what you want. It's almost like they feel like they're entitled. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Almost, yeah. And that's the way the internet works, though. You feel like if you put some shit on it, it's just, it's on the internet. It's just supposed to snap immediately. Yeah. Like, a lot of people get that shit. It's really that instant gratification. That shit does not always happen, for real, but. Um. A couple little tidbits that we still do got to get into outside of that, just before we wrap up. Um, I did want to mention the Racism Die commercial. Um, we just, we recently ran into, um, ran into Jordan, the CEO of, um, the Racism Die at one of the little pop-up shops here in Columbia, just, um, fooling around with Rento and Jetlag TV and Q and Fooled It and all that, um. But the racism die, um, the brand itself is just really about the unity of people. Yeah. So I can get down with that whole movement and it's clothing with a purpose, like something I definitely can stand behind. Yeah, exactly with a purpose. Cause that's a whole that's a whole thing that we've been talking about in class, especially like with me and some of these classes I'm taking this semester. It's just like as a brand, you got to build that that characteristic and like the core values of your brand and like just being a racism brand mm-hmm. as your name and using the unity of people to touch is uh it's effective i can't say it's like actually going to gonna kill racism but it's yeah the purpose of it you know what i'm saying can start so um i get down with that Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to that for sure. But um, the collection itself, like the actual clothing, it's great. Um, the quality of the shirts is high quality. Like the concept of them, like the OG collection is just like the simple logo, racism with the word crossed out. Um, you actually have a, a piece from their uh, their brand. Yeah, yeah. I got, um, I did get some um, merchandise at the pop-up shop, some racism dot socks. Yeah, mine some shit. Um, the new commercial is really dope though just a simple concept I'm pretty sure like you know however they they mapped that out it probably didn't take too long to do but it really just captures all the merchandise and just I don't know it just makes it look cool like yeah and for a little I don't know how many of the local um, local brands actually do marketing like that but just to be able to have your brand and you know what I'm saying create your commercial he even use his own music and all that, you know, for the commercial. It's just a great, um, a great scheme of things as a whole. Um, what was this talk too about SoundCloud and their, their demise? Um, basically, uh, that whole SoundCloud talk was just like how SoundCloud falling off as a music platform as a whole. Um, Basically, with artists turning to other music platforms like Spotify and Apple Music and all that stuff, um, to put uh, drop their music, basically because you can uh, in- incentivize like you get paid from putting your your uh, music out on Apple Music and uh, Spotify. You get paid for your streams. SoundCloud they failed to utilize that, 
So I feel like a lot of artists are turning away from them, starting to put their exclusives and all of their tapes and shit on um, iTunes and all that type of shit just so they can get paid. I mean, I feel like they're losing losing that, that core of SoundCloud rap because everybody's just, like I said, turning to Apple Music and Spotify and all these other platforms. That's true. Because um, niggas will drop some some stuff on SoundCloud and I'll go listen and it'll be dope. Yeah. And I won't go back because I don't open the app because I just don't see it. I see Apple Music and Spotify right there in my face. I just click those more. It's a lot easier to operate. As think, far as downloading goes, it uses less data. Yeah, and definitely um, just using SoundCloud as like a user interface is a little more complex than Apple Music, Spotify, Title, all that shit. So it's it's a less attractive a less attractive app to use. Um, I felt like if they would have got on the um the monetary wave a while ago, paying these artists for their uh for their songs and their work. SoundCloud would have been bigger than it what it than what it is. It could have been bigger than Apple Music, although it's a huge entity. It's still, I feel like it's stagnant. They've hit a plateau and they're not growing anymore because if they don't have too much original content, they don't do anything to really set themselves apart from these different music platforms. So it's like they're here, but are they really here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it's um. It's kind of like I was telling you and Rental, man. They they got to rebrand. They have to still do what they are known for doing traditionally, which is allowing people to post music and podcasts for free. And they can still stick to their monthly plans for people who go, you know, to certain upload times and things like that, because that definitely is a way for them to monetize. But they need to figure out something that's going to make artists decide, hey, I want to upload my music on this platform over this platform and they need to figure out something that's going to make listeners say hey I want to take my listening and listen on this platform yeah. over these other like I, I don't know what it is but something something has to change I do think simply put if they could get downloads for the free stuff mm-hmm. that would change it because I know like data is crucial with people now and if if I got to use data to just go listen to this song on SoundCloud uh, I'm not going to be too compelled to do it. But if I can download it and it's not going to be using my data, some people might be more compelled to go look back at that. I know sure. you, have, you have to pay like twelve ninety nine a month for whatever they have for like the full streaming with all those albums. But like they need to have it to where you can just download and have a downloaded library of the free songs. Like I'm telling you, like I used to use SoundCloud so much. Like that was my go-to app. I never bought music. Like back in shit, two thousand fifteen and back, like that's that was the go to. All the exclusives, like all the hard shit. Yeah. It was on SoundCloud. Yeah. When I first when I first started getting into um SoundCloud period, not even just music, because um, I started getting into SoundCloud the wave of that after I started getting into music. But it's deep and even now I still know like I can get on SoundCloud now and find not necessarily unreleased songs, but I can find some little throwaway, scrappy tracks of a nigga I fuck with that I ain't oh, yeah. never heard before. I go find some new Drake on SoundCloud right now. Oh yeah, some for sure. My ears, you know what I'm saying? Like some that unreleased shit be the best sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It, SoundCloud is really a hidden gem um, for creators, 
for listeners, um, anybody that's just a fan of this shit, like, SoundCloud can't die either. Um, so they do need to figure that out. Uh, um, I guess that pretty much wraps up, you know, everything we had, though. There was this little, um, little tidbit, which is more like a celebration, almost. <laughs> Kanye, um, yeah. Kanye, no more, no more political, yay. Yeah. On Twitter he, and all that. He's, a, he's, a, he's opened his eyes now. You can see clearly. Not really clearly, but he, he's realized that they were using him in the uh, office. He, they, he was just basically a pawn. Um, that whole thing was uh, there was this there was this clothing brand that he he helped uh, design the graphic, or he pointed the clothing brand towards the uh, graphic designer, or something like that. And it was like the <coughs> the purpose behind that clothing brand was to I guess attract uh black voters to the Republican uh, party. I guess that was the whole thing behind it or something like that. It was something similar to that. But yeah, he, I guess Kanye wasn't fucking with that at all. It wasn't a part of his uh, movement, so he had to cut ties. I'm glad Kanye is growing up. He's finally, you know, 40 and realizing things he should have realized at 20. <laughs> but um, I mean, better late than never, for real though. Kanye used to be woke. He had his woke stage, you know, early 2000s, uh, graduation, <coughs> uh, late registration, all that shit, you know. He was on his whole activist shit back then, but, you know, he got a little, he got to the sunken place when he started fucking the Kardashians. Well, but we knew how that go. Yeah. We've seen that story a couple times. But, um, glad to see my good brother, Brother Kunye. <laughs> um, he's all together in the well now. Um... Also see him working with my nigga LeVar. Um, don't know what they're doing, but we just see I pictures of I feel like it's going to be like some type together. of shoe, shoe uh, branding deal or some type of collaboration between them two with that. Uh, I don't want to see any type of big baller brand X, Yeezy <laughs> X, Adidas collaboration or none of that. They gonna um, have the uh, the new Z O twos. Z O twos the boost. The new Z O twos is fire. They don't need no yay touch in them. They gonna throw that boost te- technology on them. Oh my mama, I'ma have the new Z O twos. My mama. But nah, we don't need none of that bullshit. None of that. Um, <laughs> none of that. Keeping the G. I told him when those three fifties around me. It's probably the hardest bar Drake said all year. I ain't gonna lie, that shit was kind of hard. But if he um, was talking about Kim and that shit, that shit was even harder. If he told Kim don't pull up in them shits, man, that nigga is a savage. We're not gonna get into yeah and Drake beef. We're gonna end the episode. We're gonna say that yeah. for another time. Yeah, we're gonna say that. Say that for <laughs> episode fourteen. Oh yeah, for anybody that might, that might actually you know be out there and have sat through the whole hour episode. Um, we are going to get right, you know what I'm saying, get the visual aspect going in there. So then we're going to be in color next time, you know what I'm saying? Catch us live on the telly. Yeah, on your TV, on your iPhone, on your pad. Mm-hmm. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your grandpa. Tell your sister. 
Your dog. Cousin. Your timeline. Tell them niggas for sure. Tell your timeline. Facts. Um, shout outs. Because we don't be doing too many of those these days. Shout out to the alma mater. West Florence. You know what I'm saying? The Knights. Somehow them niggas fucking won region champions in football this year. So uh, these boys was on a, a ten and one run. Yeah, these niggas is five. Oh, they play tomorrow. Are mm-hmm. we gonna go watch tomorrow? Shit, we can. What time they play? They play in Florence. Oh shit! Is it in Florence or in Fort George? I, I know they got a better record in Fort. If George. they have a better record, then they're definitely in Florence. But um, I can look. Well, we'll make sure this shit, but damn, I might, I might, I might slide. Yeah, shout out to them boys, but uh, on a sad note, uh, rest in peace to the famous uh, comic book writer Stan Lee. He had a, I don't know how he died, but that shit is real sad. He had a huge impact on my childhood. I used to love fucking all Marvel, uh, Marvel comic book characters. I just, you know, it's a sad moment. We're, we're rest in peace. Rest in peace to the GOAT. Um, a uh, little bit more on the uppity side. Shout out to them boys from Duke. You know what I'm saying? Undefeated season on the way. Um, I don't even know what much to say about them niggas, but shout out to Duke because Zion and RJ and Cam is all fire, and I told everybody they was going to be fire, and now the moment is finally here. Um, Proof is in the pudding. <laughs> uh, I think that wraps it up, though. Right? Yeah, that's it. All right. So, yeah. <laughs> um, word. Mahalo at y'all. All right. Peace.